There he goes. One of God's own prototypes. A high-powered mutant of some kind never even considered for mass production. Too weird to live, and too rare to die. Welcome to episode 40 of the Digital Freemason Podcast. For, uh, I guess, around the week of November 13th, 2006. I'm your host, Scott, and I'll be taking you along on my excellent adventure through the world of short and sonic educational papers. Many of these papers have been presented in my lodge, King George Lodge, number 59, in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. So this is the second installment of the uh, majestic Rocky Mountain Retreat. So hopefully this one will be coming out on the 13th. I guess I'm committed now that uh, I've stated it. it's on the 13th. And this is, this is one comes from Carl Claudi. And you know what, this is, I've always liked reading Carl Claudi. He's, uh, I guess he's an OBS kind of guy. And even though it's uh, coming up on, uh, I guess, pushing almost 100 years now since he wrote most of the stuff, or 80-ish years, somewhere around there, I still find it to be uh, amazing how uh, relevant it is. And when you stop and think, again, has, how old Freemasonry is, it's, it's easy to understand how the relevance is just as pertinent today as it was 100 years ago. So this one is uh, talking about the kind of Masons that there are, and deals not so much with the concordant bodies, as it kind of starts out with, but the type of Masons that there are that are floating around the lodge. So here we go. It's an old Tyler talk from Carl, Carl Claudie kinds of masons. Well, I'm almost through. The new brother displayed a sheaf of cards to the old Tyler. Soon I'll have joined them all and have become every kind of mason there is. What do you know about all the different kinds of masons there are? Asked the old Tyler, interested. You have not been a mason long enough to have gained all that knowledge. Ah, that's not hard to gain, with all the brethren poking petitions at you. There are the Scottish Rite Masons, the York Rite Masons, and the Templar Masons, and the Cha- Chapter Masons, and the Council Masons, and... Oh, the old Tyler added, I didn't realize. I thought you couldn't have learned yet. Learned what? Are there more kinds of Masons? Indeed, yes, answered the old Tyler. A great many kinds. But seven you haven't mentioned stand out more prominently than any others. Do tell me I had to join I thought I had joined most of them. You don't join these. You become one, or are made one, or grow into one of them. For instance, there is a King Solomon Mason. He thinks that everything Solomon did as a Mason is right, and everything he didn't do is wrong. To him, Masonry was conceived, born, and grew up in the shadows of King Solomon, and every word of the legend is literally true. But much like the man who refuses to believe the earth is round, because a verse in the Bible refers to the four corners of the earth, the King Solomon Mason lives his masonry according to his light. Perhaps it's not his fault that it is so dim. To the ritual mason, the importance of masonry is in the form of its words. A good mason, in his belief, is one who can repeat a lecture from end to end without a slip. A man may do battle, murder, or cause sudden death, commit arson, or run away with his neighbor's wife. If he knows his ritual letter perfect, it was all a mistake. The man who does not show his ritual letter perfect is not, in this man's eyes, a good mason, not not though he give it to charity with both hands, and carry love for his fellow man in both head and heart. The practical mason, he looks at life from a utilitarian standpoint. 
He prefers electricity to candles for the lesser lights because they are simpler and prefer candles to electricity because they are cheaper. He thinks a choir impractical because it produces nothing permanent and would rather spend the money for the printed matter or a new carpet. He is at best when raising money for a new temple and he is at worst when asked to express himself upon the spirit of masonry. His hand is in his pocket for charity but never for entertainment. He is usually on the finance committee and recommends a budget in which rent and heat and light are bigger than relief. The hard mason is the opposite. He's full of impractical schemes. He wants to start a new temple which has never been built. He talks much of the fatherhood of God and the brotherhood of man, but is absent when the hat is passed and the committee on funds needs a few workers to go out and gather in. The heart mason is a lodge sob sister. He usually seconds any motion to spend any amount of money for flowers or to send a brother away for his health, or and always makes a little tear-filled speech about the fatherless loved ones, even if the dear departed died a bachelor. The business mason belongs because he thinks it helps his job. He usually sits next to the solid businessman in the lodge and likes to tell people what he does. If he's a past master, he never comes to lodge on time, so that he can always get a special welcome at the altar. His favorite speech is about the man who tried to advertise his business in lodge and how evil that was. In the speech he always mentions his own business though, and he wears an extra large sized lapel pin and prints squares and compasses on his letterhead. We dominate another kind by the expressive term of belly mason. He is most faithful in attendance at lodges where there may be feed. He will cheerfully spend 25 cents car fare and a long evening to get a 15 cent sandwich. If there is to be a sit-down meal, he will sit up all night to be on time. If the affair is in another lodge and he needs tickets that will take him from his job to hunt a brother who has a ticket then doesn't want it. He usually manages to cross the lodge room while the cigars are being passed out so that he can dig into the box twice. Now if the crowd is small and he is the last man to get a smoke, so he can take all that are left. If the crowd is large, he is among the first to make sure that he doesn't get left behind. And then there's the regular mason, the fellow who does his best with the time and brains that he has. He is the great bulk of the fraternity. He pays the dues and fills the chairs and does the work. He is seldom a fine ritualist, but he is usually an earnest one. He is not very practical, and would spend more time if he had it if it weren't his sentiments to permit the charity fund to be robbed. He passes the sandwiches and coffee, and if there's any left, he gets his. But he doesn't care so long as the evening is a success. He isn't a student, but sometimes in the heart of masonry has reached deep into his heart so that he comes to lodge and does his best. He is not learned, but neither is he stupid. He is not hidebound, and yet he is a conservative. He loves his lodge, but not so much he can't see her faults. He is most of us. Um, and what class of mason am I? asked the new brother, uneasily looking at his sheaf of cards. Well, you have enough cards to be considered a mason for almost any reason, answered the old Tyler. But I'll take your word for it. What kind of mason are you? Hmm, I don't know for sure, but I know the kind that I never want to be, answered the new brother, as he sheepishly put away his many cards. So there's wise old Carl Claudian, the old Tyler, 
talking about the kind of masons that you generally see in your lodge. Uh, I know all my floating around and visiting of all the different lodges throughout uh, the Calgary area, and whenever I've been on business or pleasure visiting lodges, I've definitely seen all these types. And uh, yeah, some are good, some are bad, but you know what? It's, Freemasonry is just a, a microcosm of the entire uh, society or civilization. So there's always going to be different types of people, but that's why we joined, is to uh, try and make us into, from rough ashlers into a little bit, uh, just a bit smoother. So hopefully all of them are taking, taking heed as to what their personalities are like and are sculpturing themselves towards a bit of a more perfect ashler. So until next time, I'm your host Scott, and if you've got any questions or comments, by all means, give me a shout. Uh, you can email me at podcast at kinggeorgelodge.com. Or come by and visit our website at www.kinggeorgelodge.com. So until next time, keep the shiny side up.